Radio Zoom 114. Radio Zoom 114. From Vancouver, British Columbia. since I've done one of these in quite a while and part of it is is because I don't like this little lapel mic I don't necessarily like the quality but it is in stereo so there are pluses and minuses that come with it I'm a little out of breath right now because I'm a way to go do one of the many things that I volunteer to preoccupy my time my knowledge and capabilities of audio engineering and stuff so I thought I'd take you along with me because I'm on my way down to grab a SkyTrain and head out to where it is I'm going I'm not going to tell you I don't want you stalking me But right now, I'm walking around downtown Vancouver. And so I thought, as I'm walking, it's kind of like, kind of sound seeing, kind of not. And we all know that I'm not the greatest sound seeing tour guide. So I thought I'd kind of take a moment to talk a little bit about what it's like to have been living in Vancouver for the past year because I uh, I missed it by just a few days but my anniversary of how long I've lived here was over this past weekend and I moved up here a year ago 2005, October 2005 and a completely life-changing event obviously changed my life, it changed this podcast, it uh, pulled me out of my roots where I was a broadcast engineer, back in my home state of Iowa, and uh, transported me here to where you're listening right now. And it's I guess I could, could kind of tell you too. Um, walking down the street here with uh, pretending that the cell phone's up to my ear. That's a common uh, explanation I've given you numerous times. And uh, this time though, I've been able to figure out how to put the phone on silent. So that way, if anybody calls me, it won't just go off in my ear and blow out my eardrum. So now, <laughs> I'm a little bit smarter, but uh, my, my, my recording gear right now, it's kind of stealthy, but it's kind of not. You can kind of see that there's something strapped to, the, to my bag here. It looks like it could be a microphone, could be just like a fuzzy thing. I don't know. Probably looks kind of silly. But uh, I've got a headphone in one, or my left ear cell phone's plastered up against my right so at least I can monitor make sure I'm him recording something 
crossing West Georgia right now. Heading down towards the Burrard Sky Train Station. I'm walking near Shangri-La, which if you look at pictures of downtown Vancouver, there are certain aspects that you recognize that you will place when you look at the picture and kind of stick with you. And it's kind of like if you look at the, you know, you know if you look at a shot of Manhattan, downtown Manhattan, what's the first thing you look for? Empire State Building. It used to be something else, but I won't go there. So I think for Vancouver, it's probably the Harbor Center. It's that building with the round thing on the top of it, right? Well, pretty soon, the Shangri-La, which if you go, as I'm reading this, on the side of the, the trailers that are on the edges of the, the construction site, livingshangri-la.com. I'm not going to put that in the show notes. It doesn't deserve to be, but you can see what is going to be the tallest building in Vancouver when it's done. Right now, it is the Sheridan uh, Wall Center. But as far as being the tallest, it's probably the one that's picked out the most. But this sucker is going to be the tallest building in Vancouver. Get another skyscraper that's going up. And as you can tell, George is a very, very busy street. It's a major thoroughfare. And more importantly, it gets you down to GM Place. GM Place where the Vancouver Canucks play. Now, uh, we'll cut around down this way. This will be the official uh, one-year anniversary podcast because what I want to do is I, I want to save that for uh, well, maybe we'll make it a two-parter anniversary podcast. There you go. That's what we'll do. Because the plan is to kind of sit down with Rebecca and uh, and talk a little bit more about it, but this allows me to take things a little more on the mobile side. It's a little windy back down here. It's been kind of windy in the past few days. As uh, fall starts to descend on the city. That's something I can talk about a little bit later, but I'm getting close to the train station, so we'll see how much we keep up the conversation. But uh, launched with a, a new project the other day called uh, thecrazyconnects.com, and it's, um, it's a, po- a podcast about what else? The Canucks. And hosted by yours truly, and also Rebecca, because she's probably way more knowledgeable about the Vancouver Canucks than I am. I, I love hockey. I've fallen in love with the Canucks. They will probably forever be my team. Just as much as I've uh, grown, or I grew up and, and love the Chicago Cubs, my heart resides here in Vancouver with the Canucks now. Never really had a team to begin with. I discovered hockey in gosh. Well, it's not so much discovered, but, you know, you fall in love with the game. And, 
uh, that's probably back when I was maybe 10, 11, 12, I don't remember. When I earned my own money, saved up, and bought my own Sega. And then, of course, upgraded to the Sega CD. Which, who in the heck? I'm probably like one of three people that actually bought one of those things. Ended up selling it on eBay sometime when I was in college. But, uh, because of that game, it familiarized me with a lot of players, a lot of teams, the way the game is played, penalties, all that sort of stuff. And, uh, after that, it was a natural progression to loving to play floor hockey in PE class in high school. But, uh, when we got fed up because we couldn't play it outside of gym time or class time or school time, we ended up playing roller hockey. And, uh, I started out playing goalie until I got me on skates. Got me on skates and started playing out of the goal, but then I started buying goalie equipment and started playing more and more goalie. Even played some in some uh, roller hockey tournaments in college. So I have a really good understanding of how the game is played. Now, stats and what's going on around the, uh, the league, I really couldn't tell you because I'm probably just not, I don't keep up enough. Let's say that. Plus, it never really sticks. But, you know, I, I love the Canucks. I love watching them play. And uh, as the season progresses, I definitely get an opinion. And you can listen to that podcast at crazycanucks.com and get more information about it and uh, hear more of my opinions. Now, I'm heading down into the Barge Station. Record the sounds of actually getting a ticket here. And uh, you can... We'll see how much talking I do, but uh, here we go. I'll get myself a ticket here. Ah, okay. One thing about this recording here. And um, like I said, I don't know. We'll see how much of recording I do. I still got my sunglasses on. It's a little walking down escalators is a little dangerous, but it's not too bad. I almost felt like I was gonna fall there for a second, though. It's not nearly as bad as like Granville has the escalators of doom. If you're not careful, you'll fall backwards as you go up.
to King George.
You know, the, the one thing about... Sorry if I have modulated. <laughs> the one thing about uh, the lower mainland in general is that there's a smell of, like, wood chips you get. And that's probably, you know, forestry industries well and strong here. And, uh, the smell of wood chips always reminds me of home because we used to have a wood-burning stove where that's how we used to heat our house when I was a little kid. And we actually, uh, for a short time, cut down our own wood. We had our own wood splitter. I did when I wouldn't get up in the morning, I remember now. Go downstairs in the basement and start a fire. I guess it kind of filled my pyromaniac needs as a little kid. Anyway, so at my super secret location that you can't know about. <laughs> but uh, I thought I'd talk just a little bit more before I get a little bit of a, uh, a walk to, to get there from the station but uh, uh, the hills everywhere you go in Vancouver at least can't avoid hills as you walk um, now I'm running running late this morning getting to uh, where I need to be because I got contacted by one of the folks from the Indigicam, uh, well, basically an episode of the podcast that I did, and because of my audio recording capabilities, being mobile, much with the same uh, gear that I'm using right now, except uh, with much better uh, uh, microphone. Uh, wonder if I could help them out with something that they're working on for the Vancouver, or one of the guys there, working on the uh, project for the Vancouver Historical Society. And I'll definitely post a link to this in the show notes. But uh, it's the oldest living, or at least oldest known, oldest living copy of film that exists uh, that's about Vancouver and what it is is a guy essentially set up a tripod with a film camera 1907 on the front of a 
trolley car and filmed it, or just you know basically turned the camera on as the trolley went around Vancouver, or the trolley, not the Charlie, the, the trolley went around Vancouver, downtown Vancouver in 1907, 2006 now. So it's uh, living uh, ev- you know, evidence essentially of uh, the way that downtown Vancouver looked almost exactly 100 years ago. And uh, I got to participate in getting some voice clips and for some sort of project that they're putting together. I'm not exactly sure what the details are. And I'll definitely keep you up to date, at least on my blog. I have blogged about it. And uh, Jason Vanderhill from the Vandigicam group, the gentleman who contacted me, and uh, had a lot of fun. Uh, at least that event and, and what Jason has told me uh, has taught me a whole heck of a lot in terms of the history of Vancouver. Um, gosh, I, I couldn't even tell you. I mean, there's just so much that I learned uh, about the, at least like the downtown core and, and different things like that. So the film itself, I have not seen. Uh, I definitely would like to. And on the website that he gave me, which I need to update the blog post, you can actually see some of the uh, snippets and uh, film or, you know, some still shots of the film. And this is, we're, we're talking about major thoroughfares that still exist in Vancouver. I had to believe that it went down Granville to Georgia. And it's only about seven to nine minutes long, I can't remember. And it was just rediscovered, essentially, in the basement of somebody's house in Australia. And it was shot by a gentleman who uh, basically was on a holiday here in Vancouver and uh, spent some time as what's known as, I guess, the busman's tour uh, because, you know, he was traveling around and but uh, still taking his, his passion and his work with him, being a, a fan of photography and film. I forget the guy's name. But uh, he also, the guy that shot this film, apparently, perished when uh, the Titanic went down. Very, very odd sort of circumstances. I'm getting close, so I'm going to stop the recording here. I'll come back to you later. I thought that was an interesting story to share. Take it by 
situation back to normal. Everything's resolved. Got the things done that I needed to get done, so I'll be on my way back home now. And uh, head down to the Sky Train and get myself uh, in route for to get back home. First game of this season kicks off tonight for the Canucks. So, well, actually kicks off this afternoon for us here on the West Coast. So Rebecca and I are planning a nice evening of chilling out, watching the game, enjoying the fact that the regular season of the NHL is back finally. We did go for my birthday, went to a Canucks game preseason against Anaheim and that was a really really great birthday present but this will be way much better because it's actually going to count finally so I'm trying to remember where I was though oh yeah um, the fact uh, with the uh, the film uh, the project on the film that I was helping out on um, I wanted to also geez what was I going to mention about that ah, I totally forget now I'm trying to cross cross street talk at the same time it's not really working very well for me uh, with the, the film that w- that uh, this project is based on, or that the the uh, you know what this is all being put together for, um, like I said, I'm not really sure entirely what the whole project is going to entail. I don't know if it's going to be like a presentation. I don't know if it's going to be a like a documentary film. Um, if it's going to be able purchasers, you know, stuff like that. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see what, uh, how it all pans out, and it's just really fun to know that uh, I've got a little piece in the whole production aspect of it all, uh, making it all happen. So it'll be, it'll be fun to see it all put together in its final stages. Heading back down to the, tr- the uh, SkyTrain station right now, if you'll notice, when I went to Burrard Station downtown, I was had a lot of change that was given to me, and well, all I had on me was a was a twenty. So I got a whole bunch of change now, but uh, jingling in my pocket, I was getting everything back out, getting the the headphones out and the mic out, and whole bunch of toonies which speaking of change that's another change that you have to endure here the the, the, uh, change in the way the money is here I haven't seen at least uh, you know an exchange of commerce (laughs) where I, I give money and the change I get back hasn't been an American uh hasn't been American dollars or cents at all for an entire year because I haven't even made it back down to the 
U.S. or really uh, out of British Columbia for this, I, uh, the whole time I've been here. I've been over to Victoria, to the island, and then also uh, went to the Okanagan, which I'm in Kelowna. So I haven't really ventured, ventured too far away from Vancouver the whole time that I've, I've been living here the whole year. Speaking of, this time last year it was slightly colder and rainy, and it was a bit of a, a shock uh, coming out of summertime in Iowa. Summertime in Iowa, going into fall, generally a, a bit warmer. Um, it kind of dips down cold, but you know, I can still keep track of the weather there. It was like almost 90 degrees there the other day, so when we got here a year ago, it was basically the beginning of the rainy season. There weren't very many uh, sunny days when I came out here. It was all the traffic again. Now I'm going to miss it on the trains. I'll wait for the next one. But uh, today, on the other hand, it's almost 20 degrees Celsius. That's High 60s, low 70s. Sunny, and it's been sunny almost all week. Actually, all week long it's pretty much been sunny. The first forecast of rain, which this time of year, it should all be rain, uh, is for tomorrow morning. But there's just really hasn't been a whole lot of rainfall. And, uh, to me, that means it's still flip-flop weather. Even though there's some Vancouver bloggers that dislike the fact that it's late in the year, people are still wearing flip-flops. I don't care. If it's warm enough, if it's sunny, it's not raining, I'm going to wear flip-flops. Alright, gotta get money out for sky train.
I'm still not quite used to. I'm still getting used to being able to take the train on my own. It's different. What I was used to before was just always driving everywhere. And I haven't really... The only time I ever drive is whenever we get to maybe, uh, I don't know, borrow one of uh, Rebecca's family's vehicles and, and I guess drive around a little bit, but my sense of direction is still a little bit lacking and <laughs> I don't always know where I'm going. I always kind of need to ask, you know, just double check to make sure this is where I turn, this is where we go. I got my general routes down, but for the most part, it's it's still a whole huge learning process. Getting out to where I need to go to today is not a problem at all. I have that pretty down pat, and for the most part, you know, the train system is pretty resilient and easy to figure out. But if I had to drive somewhere, it'd be a little difficult because it's not not easy to uh, to get the whole system down because there really is the, the, the routes around here for the most part are they're easy once you are able to understand how everything works, how everything flows because it's the way the Vancouver is made up. It's not necessarily city that just puts interstates or four-lane roads, whatever they see fit. There's a lot more, in this area at least, there's a lot more consideration given to the land, um, if not initially. Uh, people tend to make those people wanting to do certain things reconsider the environmental impact or traffic flow impact. Uh, some of this is true, some of this is not true, but once again, it's one of those changes that you have to get used to, and it's really, really incredible to see how much people interact with the planning and making sure that whatever is done is done with the best interest in mind. Best interest in mind for the, for the people and the environment. Let's train on the other side so we can the other train to show up. Well, I'll pretty much uh, just kind of shut up and we'll listen as to how, uh, we'll listen as to the train comes in and uh, we'll hop on.
change what you're saying, don't change what you said. Now that it's time that I got out of bed, when I walk myself down Sycamore Street, the sun beats down, no shoes on my feet, and I stumble on a daisy through a concrete. Pink and brown babies in pink stroller cars know that it's good. Sycamore Street, the sun beats down. No sh-
are back to where we started. Guy playing uh, some sort of flute, along with like a kind of like a backup recording. Uh, he's been down here numerous times. That come uh, down, take a sky train, and he's down there, uh, street performer. So we're back downtown in Vancouver. I'm tired. Something about trains and the nice gentle rocking motion makes you sleepy and want to just kind of pass out. It's happened to me so many different times. Plus, a uh, project I was just working on was kind of took a little bit out of me, so I haven't had anything to eat since this morning for breakfast, and uh, it's just right around 1.30 in the afternoon, so a little lacking on energy. Still, I am going to go do a very necessary errand, because like I said earlier, the first Canucks game tonight I do it in true fashion and go get a case of pale ale because that's, uh, that's our choice of du jour. And I think I've talked about it before. I think I've mentioned it before that I'm not the biggest connoisseur of the frosty beverage. Although there are certain types that I have come to enjoy. The hand is flashing, but I try cross a okay. But it can't be anything that's really watered down. Or I think anything with the name light, or anything with the word light in the name just isn't worth the time. So, I've come to find quite a few uh, smaller brews in Canada uh, to be good. And there has been a few times out of necessity that I have actually drank Molson Canadian. But in those situations, they're, well, they call for, you know, desperate times. Meaning, it was probably the cheaper thing on the, on the menu and uh, to conserve cash. You know, the whole, how much cash you have and how much you can buy, well, you go for the less, and they usually, or the, the lesser price stuff, and that usually results in lesser quality, so the best the best choice in the world but sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do so now we're back down by uh, Shangri-La heading towards heading towards home and we're just kind of peeking in a few times in the little cutouts and you can see the construction 
progressing along when I first moved here, though. Ooh, you're up above doing something. Uh, when I first moved here, though, Shankar Lava is just a hole in the ground. A very, very, very deep hole. the top of this thing or what? We'll see about recording, but I've got to haul this stuff back home, so we'll see what I can manage. Alright, All yeah, I've got one whole case. It's kind of heavy, it's in my arms. <laughs> i got to carry this all the way home, and uh, it's not easy. And I've even wind up things. I don't get hit by this guy. Sometimes walking around downtown it gets a little gets a little hairy because you never know if people are gonna stop in time. You hear that? So we got our, our goods for the game tonight. And uh Whew. It's definitely being a little bit of a workout on my my arms. But like I said, I one-upped it. And before I walked around like I was talking on a cell phone. Well, with these fancy slick cell phones that I and Rebecca also got. For uh, essentially just being Vancouver-based bloggers. We also got Bluetooth headsets. So... It still looks like I'm talking to myself, but with the headset on, it doesn't look so bad. But, uh, it makes it a little easier to maintain. But, it still feels weird when you're walking down the street, or just even using a Bluetooth headset in general, because when you're using that, It's totally hands-free, and you just don't have a sense like you're talking to somebody. And maybe, maybe I'm feeling a little bit more of that too right now because I'm really not talking to anybody. Except for the simple fact that this little crappy lapel mic is picking things up. Wasn't too busy in the in the store. I expected to get a little busy later. The only problem is that with the game today, with it being uh, 4:30 Pacific start time, but that makes it what 7 7:30 start Eastern. Get to work on different schedules, and you probably see. Even some offices, you know, kind of vacating a little early just because it's the first game of the season. It's a big deal. It matters a lot to uh, to some folks around here. 
So, uh, we'll get home. I don't know if I'll be able to uh, get all the the recording uh, dubbed off and do anything with it yet today. But I'll I'll see what I can I can come up with. It's there's a lot I think to to kind of parse through, and I don't even know if I fin- finished uh, talking about all the the details I wanted to cover. But like I said, this might just be a, a part one of a two-part series. I don't know. We'll see how everything kind of ebb and flows. Ooh. Walking up a hill with this in my arms. It's trying me. I'm going to miss the light. But we'll say goodbye for now. And uh, check it later. All right.